second season of the I Crush Barbecue Show. I'm your host, Dave Delgado. And on our third episode of the season, I chat with my friends Kristen and Steven Rossler of Rossler's Blue Cord Barbecue in Colleen, Texas. They have an incredible story that just couldn't fit into one episode, so we'll have a, a part two next week. Uh, in this first part, we'll go into their backgrounds and kind of where they mostly grew up. They're both well-traveled due to their military backgrounds. Kristen was a military brat, and Stephen is in the last leg of his military service. He's due to retire later this year. Stephen has been known to help out many folks in the barbecue community, and he truly appreciates that camaraderie, which is pretty similar to uh, what he found in the military. At one point, he had no idea what he'd do after he retired, but that all changed a few years ago when he found his calling in the barbecue world. By the way, he has some connections to California barbecue. You'll have to tune in for that. So, so Kristen has the small business background, plenty of restaurant experience, and she's found a new love for fire and uh, has really learned quite a bit in the last uh, year or so. Uh, together, they're an all-star couple, and it was a great pleasure to chat with them. I hope you enjoy their story. This is Roster's Blue Board Barbecue. Welcome to the iCrush Barbecue Show. Today, I am hanging out with my friends, Stephen and Christian Rossler. How are you guys doing today? We're doing great. We're doing awesome. We're doing good, too. Yeah, we're yeah. doing well, good. Good to, good to finally get down and sit down and talk with you. Um, you know, I had to bring Kristen in on this because, uh, you know, she's she's uh, she's 50% of, of, of how we make it. <laughs> Man, believe me, I see all my friends out here. You know, it's not just uh, the guy that's, you know, re- that's in the, all the pictures and all that. There's a lot yeah. of people behind the scenes. Uh, <laughs> yes, I appreciate, yeah, I appreciate you guys taking the time. I know uh, you have some little ones. Uh, they're so cute, by the way. Uh, uh, yeah, I appreciate you guys taking the time. No doubt, no doubt. Yeah, we're excited. We, uh, you know, we have our upcoming, uh, yeah, I mean, I, as, as you know, and I think everyone knows, um, you know, I'm still active duty, so... Um, I pulled 24 hour duty last night and, uh, I've had like zero sleep. Um, I, I slept for like maybe 30 minutes. Um, I got off at, at six this morning and then had a, um, eight doctor's appointment. Um, and so, uh, yeah, it's just, it's just all kinds of crazy right now. So it's, it's, it's great to finally get to sit down and talk with you. And, and I'm like on my third or fourth win already. So it's good, <laughs> <laughs> man. This has been a long time coming. You and I have talked a long time ago about doing something like this, but now it's getting, it's getting closer uh, to your retirement. To your, uh, you've bought more equipment. You're kind of further along. Kristen has been really, uh, I've seen a lot of the pictures and everything where <laughs> she's remaining the pit and she's like yeah. got more experience now. Yeah, um, <laughs> so it's it's it, I think it's a perfect time to bring you guys on board. So we'll jump right in. So first of all, um, let's start with Kristen since um, you know Stephen Stephen always gets to go first. So yeah. <laughs> so Kristen, um, tell us about you. Where where did you grow up? And uh, you know wh- where were you from? And kind of some of your uh, your influence growing up. Growing up. So I was born in Waukegan, Illinois. And my dad was in the Navy, so we moved around a lot. 
Um, so I think I was like three. We moved to Japan and we lived there for three years. Then he got stationed in Oklahoma. We lived in Norman and then Oklahoma City. And then after that, we moved to um, San Antonio. And so my dad retired there and then we moved to Midland, Texas. And so we stayed there. So really, I just say I'm from Midland because, I mean, you can't beat Texas. So I just say <laughs> I'm from there because Illinois, I mean, I, I didn't live there very long. And then, yeah, so I'm from Midland. <laughs> and then um, I've worked restaurant. Um, my first job, I did retail, but I don't really count it because I didn't do that very long. And then um, I worked at like a little mom and pop um, ice cream shop that served like sandwiches and burgers, um, really small stuff. And then um, I did other jobs. I coached tennis for a while. What? Um, yeah, yeah. Are you serious? Wow. I coached tennis for a little bit. I she's, did. she's pretty she's pretty awesome yeah. too. <laughs> I, I don't know if you know this, but I grew up playing tennis. I was uh really? yeah, oh. I was actually uh a state champion in high school and I was uh yeah, I did all the USCA stuff too. Yeah. So that's why I'm yeah, like so yeah. I quit my senior year because it's your senior year and you really just don't want to do a lot of stuff anyway. So mm. I played <laughs> I played my 10th and 11th grade and then I quit my senior year. But I mean, I continued to coach, you know, after that. And then even when I was in college, my aunt and I actually did it together. So that was a lot of fun. And then um, and then I went to school to get my cosmetology license. I sucked at math in high school. Um, so I was like, well, all my family's in the medical field. I'm not doing that route. And so I went into hair and then I graduated cosmetology school. I got a job at a salon um, while I was also working at a restaurant in Midland called Murray's Deli. Um, so I did two jobs for the longest time. And then um, was, was Murray's also like a mom and pop shop? Yeah, Murray's is a little mom and pop shop. Um, they do a little bit more. I mean, they serve like beer and wine, but they have burgers and sandwiches. Um, I didn't gumbo. Cook. Yeah, they, they do gumbo. Um, salads. I mean, it's and then one of the owners, he's from France, so um, he's from Luxembourg. So it was really fun just to see how two owners, you know, could handle a restaurant and do that. So I worked there for ever. Um, I still, even when I had Paisley, I would go back home just to go work. So it was kind of nice just for some extra money. And I would go back home, help Steven's parents with stuff and work and just have people watch Paisley so I could, you know, get some extra money. Hey, it was crazy. She like, um, we, we got married, uh, we got married in January um, of 2015 <laughs> and like that, that evening went to work. He like no BS, like went to work, uh, and then but it was at the JP, you know, married at JP, and then uh, we, um, and then I, I, I obviously went back to mm -hmm. Fort Hood, and uh, later on, uh, when Paisley was born, like she worked the night before, like literally up until like midnight, and then she started going into like labor, uh, and so like <laughs> was in labor all night, like just worked a shift. And was like thinking about going and working that day, and I'm thinking like, dude, you're crazy. Like you're in labor right now. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. She's a workaholic. She's a workaholic. Yeah, I have, I have like 
problem. So it's really weird. When Stephen and I met, I worked three jobs. I worked at the salon, and then I actually became a manager at Murray's Deli, the restaurant that I worked at. And then um, a couple days out of the week, there was a nursing home that I would go and work at and do, like, I had a, my own little salon there. I paid, you know, 50 bucks a month and worked at this little little salon. I could name it what I wanted. Um, it just got too much. So I, I quit and I just did the restaurant and I worked up there until I had Paisley. So it was, it was awesome. Working at mom and pop shops and also being able to, to have your own little uh, salon there, your little space there has given you a lot of this entrepreneurial experience, right? Even, uh, working at mom and pop shops gives that to you on other people's dime. So you can see kind of how everything works and, and all of that. So I'm sure that's, that's been very helpful and and especially will be helpful whenever you guys get really, really going here. That's pretty awesome. Great experiences there. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm thankful for that. She had those because, you know, I, here I come in like saying, Hey, you know, uh, what are we going to do when I get out, you know, the military, when I retire, um, and she's like, I don't know, like you like to barbecue all the time and your friends are saying it's really good. Like maybe we should do that. And I'm like, yeah, that's a great idea. And I'm like, I don't even know where to begin. And she's like, well, this is what we did at Murray's, you know, um, I mean, Kristen's got like almost 10 years of, of restaurant experience if you count from like from the beginning. And so I was like, I'm very thankful for that because if not, you know, it would, I, I don't think we would be as far along as we are as far as taxes go and uh, just the, the overall business model, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. Kristen, and, and she's not even good at math, like, which is even yeah, funnier, terrible. you know? <laughs> so we haven't owed the IRS anything, knock on wood, which yeah. I'm knocking on wood right now. So <laughs> yeah. from all of your experiences, you can tell you're, you're hardworking, you're dedicated and, you know, you have everything that, uh, that you need to make it in this, in this restaurant business, not, you know, let alone, a barbecue business because obviously it's it's a very uh a very tough job that i you know oh, yeah. I, I mean you know you you were in the you were in the business too i mean like in the industry and and like i i, I you know it's the ups and downs you know and i i see like just the hard work that i mean everyone puts in i mean i mm-hmm. i could list off names you know from the millers to brother you know john brotherton to the regals to you know, Brett, I mean, for instance, like I remember sitting in the, you know, by this big tree, that big old pecan tree telling Brett, like, if you don't do this, I'm going to do it here. You know what I mean? Like thinking, and there was nothing there, um, you know, and to, to, you know, Pody's and, and, you know, like everybody, you know, the Tyler Hart up in, you know, KC and the Hellbergs. I mean, just, you could, the list goes on and on and on. And it's just, mm-hmm. it's crazy, man. Everyone can relate you know, it's it's ups and downs. Golly, the ups and downs. You're like, ugh. You know, and we're only doing catering. I can't. You know, it's gonna be crazy once we get in there full time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I mean, you know, jumping into uh, into your side of uh, of the experience and uh-huh. and uh, getting to know you a little bit better. I know. Uh, you know, we'll talk a little bit about all the barbecue stuff here in a little bit. But I think one of the one of the most important parts is is your work now. You know, let, let, let's kind of jump into that. First of all, where did, where did you grow up? And So I grew up, uh, you know, I call Midland home, um, but it's actually outside of Midland. Um, it, it's, called, it's called Greenwood. It's a, it's a uh, well, it was a 3A school. Now they're 4A. Um, mm-hmm. 
you know, for a turn, you know, basically a suburb around the school. And, you know, it was awesome growing up because, you know, most most parents could spank other kids and my parents could spank my buddies, you know, my buddies if we got in trouble and all of that. So really keeping us uh, kind of, you know, almost like varsity blues style where we're wild and crazy. But we also there was there was limits to what we could and couldn't do, you know, mm-hmm. uh, but man, just it was it was just an awesome, you know, childhood. You know, I'm an, I'm adopted. So for me, you know, my last name's Rossler. But if you look at me. You know, I'm like always the dark spot and all the uh, all the pictures like family pictures. And so, you know, I've obviously have Hispanic blood or, you know, uh, something something of that nature. And but I, I don't know anything about my, you know, my my biological parents, anything like that. But uh, but yeah, that's where I'm from, man. And I had a great childhood. My dad, he liked to barbecue a lot. Um, we didn't do so many briskets, per se. We did mostly, you know, steaks and chicken. And then we would. I remember like his specialty was always like smoked lemon pepper chicken. And I, I just love it. I can remember it, you know, when those old Brickman, um, like, uh, basically drum smokers, you know, and, mm-hmm. uh, just, just really cool. Cause he'd put like a, a pan of water, but he'd also put more, mostly beer in there. And then he put potatoes and corn and man, I would just be like, I would love that. Like it was just awesome. All that mixed together was just, was just really awesome. So yeah, that's, that's where I grew up, man. I grew, uh, graduated in '99, so I'm 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 older, you know. I'm I'm 38, getting ready to start all this. But I'll be 39 when I when we do start everything or officially, uh, you know, full time start everything. So, mm-hmm. so that was kind of the uh, that was kind of the the influence that you had that that got you interested into cooking. Right. What uh, what prompted you to get into the military? And yeah, you know, so my I'm I'm very hands and I've always been that way and I, I feel like you know there's a lot of people out there they they um you know they go get their kids tested which one, I mean my parents did too but they you know then they have to get them on Adderall or, or Ritalin or whatever the case may be but I think my my issue always was I was just a more hands-on learner um I loved I love to cook love to cook my whole life um and so you know like here I here I am now graduating and I'm like, man, you know, culinary school might be pretty cool. Um, so I always had that in the back of my mind. Um, and I was like, but, you know, how am I going to do that? So I was like, well, I'm going to go to college. Well, let me tell you, I was enrolled in college. I was not uh, I was not <laughs> attending. Attend. Yeah, I didn't attend. <laughs> so I did that for two semesters. And the one thing my mom and dad always told me that, that you know, hey, if you're in college, we'll, we'll pay for everything. Like, we'll you know, um, every Sunday you can go grocery shopping with us. So I had the gravy train, you know, mm-hmm. um, until that second semester, they got my, they got my grades and there it was like, I was not, I, I didn't do anything, you know? So, um, so they said, Hey, you know, you're, you're, um, the gravy trains cut off. So I, I basically had to move out of my buddy's, my buddy's house, which is like the party house. And they said, well, you can't come live with us. And they were just basically giving me tough love. So I lived with another friend of mine for about two weeks, uh, and an army recruiter had been chasing me, chasing me, chasing me, and I finally just said, okay, screw it, I'm going to go join the army. So I went in, and I, I was looking for, for I'll never forget it, Staff Sergeant Lujan, um, but he wasn't he wasn't available, so I, it's so bad, I don't even remember my own recruiter's name, uh, because it was so quick, but uh, he was like, oh yeah, man, we got your test scores right here already, like, 
um, you just need to go up to maps. And so I went up to maps and, you know, I'm thinking in the back of my mind, I'll probably do something in the culinary field. And they were like, well, we got, you know, we got this contract. You can go to Hawaii and you get to shoot guns and, you know, jump out of airplanes and, you know, all the, you know, like Rambo type of stuff. And I, I was like, I don't really want to do that. But you said Hawaii. I was like, that sounds great. You know, and just like any other recruiter. I mean, I was a recruiter myself, but I'll, we'll get into that later. But uh, this guy was like, oh, yeah, you can always change your MOS, which is your job later on. So I was like, all right, cool. So here I go. You know, I go off to, to infantry basic training at Fort Benning, Georgia. And uh, yeah, that was a wake up call, man. I have I mean, it was a wake up call. However, I am glad that my coaches, and I do have to give them props, that my coaches that I grew up with um, were so hard on me. And even even more props to my dad, that he was so, so, like, stern. And, I mean, he'll even tell you this day that I needed it. They were so hard on me because I felt like basic training was just like being around them. So it was, you know, I mean, it was mentally that it mentally broke you down. But the basic training part, the physical part, was was pretty easy. So... Um, plus I went in at 140 and I came out at 180 cause I finally hit my growth spurt and I hit my, you know, you get, you hit your growth spurt and you got three hots in a cot and you, and you get physical training. Like how, mm-hmm. that's the perfect combination. So, so yeah. yeah, so that's why, that's why I had to join the military. I was just a big, I was uh, a big turd, you know, basically. <laughs> <laughs> and did you have any, uh, any family members that had been in the military also your you know, that was the one thing that I was always kind of upset about. I felt like, you know, I, I mean, I would hear, you know, oh, yeah, so-and-so was or this or that. So, I, I mean, no, no, I didn't like or at least I didn't think so when I when I did join. So there was no influence like that. However, you know, later on, I found out, you know, my my dad's dad, my grandpa, who he was he had passed way before I was even born. He was in like the band, uh, the army band or, you know, in, in a specific band. um, and so he, um, you know, he he didn't have to ship off to uh, to World War Two because he was kind of like the USO. He belonged to the USO, did that. And then um, on my mom's side, my uh, my Aunt Barbara, she uh, or like great Aunt Barbara, she was in like the women's uh, air corps, I believe, or medical corps, um, you know, because they used to call it something different back in the day. So uh, and, and it may have been women's uh you know nursing corps or whatever it was but um but i didn't find that out till later on but i had no like i I didn't know what i was getting myself into you know what i mean i was Mm -hmm. just like i need some kind of direction um you know other than trying to live off of or trying to go in the oil field you know what i mean like the oil field doing well then and so that was definitely not an option for me Mm -hmm. and and you mentioned the oil field because midland is is rich in oil there. I remember all driving through there and all those oil wells everywhere. And a lot of people, a lot yeah. of people made a lot of money there. And then a lot of people lost a lot of money there too. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of people don't know, like Midland used to have a Royce Royce dealer back in the, uh, I want to say the seventies, you know, one of, one of few that were in the, you know, in the actual United States. So mm-hmm. pretty crazy that that, you know, but yeah, um, very, very happy that, uh, that I did join. Cause here I am, 20 years later i mean i could still remember it like it was yesterday going to basic but here i am 20 years later and getting ready to to retire or medical retire we're still kind of up in the air 
but man, it's uh, it's been a wild ride, man. It's been a it's been a wild, wild ride for me. So, I mean, you joined obviously nearly twenty years ago here. When when did you meet Kristen, and how did so, you guys meet? Um, yeah, six years ago. Uh, it was just a funny story. Um, a friend of ours, a mutual friend of ours that I actually graduated with, um, had asked me, you know, do I need a haircut or whatever? And you know, there's there was a lot of people. Um, I had just I had just come home on. It was called mid tour leave, but for me, it wasn't so much mid tour like like mid mid tour of the uh, of our deployment. It was three months into it, and we had just lost um, three of our guys, and 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 one of them, um, the fourth one, he was. Uh, in the hospital, not doing very well. And so I actually drew the short straw and it was, it was my turn to go home during Christmas. And, you know, I was kind of lost soul and, you know, still kind of bitter about everything, but, uh, she was like, yeah, let me cut your hair. So I was sitting there, Kristen was cutting or not Kristen, but my friend, uh, our friend Misty was cutting our, cutting my hair and, um, right next to her, Kristen sat and, uh, or had her chair and, so I was like, uh, "Hey, how you doing?" And she's like, "Hey, how you doing?" And that was it. You and know? I walked off. Yeah, she walked <laughs> off. You know, and he didn't so. impress me the first time. <laughs> yeah, she, was, she was also she was also engaged. You know, like whatever. Well, but, yeah. Uh, so my I was engaged, and my ex fiance called the wedding off three weeks before we were supposed to get married. So I think around the time that I met Stephen, I we had just broke it off. So. Yeah. I was coming in from lunch and she was just like, this is my friend, Steven. And I was like, oh, hi. Well, Steven added me on Facebook, I guess. And so I was posting all this like inspirational, positive stuff on Facebook. And (laughs) he was going through a bad breakup. And so then he creeped me on Messenger and was like, hey, I hope you have a good day. And I was like, thanks. How do I know you or something like that? And So totally shot me (laughs) down, man. It was it was bad. But, uh, but yeah, no, we didn't, we didn't like start dating like till probably a year and a half later because she was going through all her stuff. And I had just got back from Afghanistan later on in 2012. Um, and I, you know, I dated somebody before Kristen and then, um, and then all of that, but yeah, man, uh, that was, that was the start of it. It was in 2000, December of 2011, you know, this like, Hey, how you doing? And Hey, how you doing? That was it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, but, uh. I stayed after it, you know, with Kristen when we when we did finally start talking. I guess it was it was probably like October of 2013, um, and I tell you, man, it was the best decision I ever made. I uh, I'm I'm very very like blessed by by the two beautiful girls that she's given me, but most importantly, just by the support she has. Like she's you know really been there for some really crappy crappy stuff that I've, I've gone through, you know, and I still go through. So, um, very, very blessed, man. Very, very, very blessed. Yeah. I, I hear you say that all the time. So I know it's not just for the podcast. Oh yeah. It's uh, not. Yeah. I mean, you guys are, I've seen you in action and, and, uh, you always have smiles on your faces and you're always busting your butts and, you know, it's good to see, good to hear some of the story behind it because, uh, you can tell, man, you guys work hard. And you're just used to it. You're just used to the hard work. So, and, and, and you know, everyone always says we always have smiles on our faces and that, you know, all that. And I think because it, it, like this is so like we're so passionate about this. We're not in this for like fame and fortune and, and whatever. Like we're really into this for the for the culture and for for the, the camaraderie, because I feel like 
this is like the barbecue world is really like the army, you know, we'll, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll talk a little bit more about the army too, but like, you know, I feel like this is the, the second place that I've, I felt so comfortable with, with meeting all these people and helping everyone, you know, when we go out and help somebody, um, you know, it's like Sonny hit me up and, uh, Sonny Moberg hit me up was like, Hey, Podies, um, would like to, you know, use your, use your pit. Would that be okay for Texas monthly? And, and I'm thinking, yeah, that'd be awesome. And I, I was like, I hope he wants me to help him cook. So then, you know, Israel, he calls me up and he's like, yeah, bro, I love that. Like, love to have you cook, you and your wife. And, you know, like we just started talking. But it's like I wasn't there to show my face. I was there to show podies, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. show what they can do. I was just there along for the ride and like the experience. And that's how it's always been, like especially with Brett and helping, you know, I've helped, I've helped uh, like Brett and Brotherton when they did like kind of a, a mutual pop up together. And and anyone, you know, like when we help somebody, we do it. It's not it's not to to oh yeah Ross's Blue Core Barbecue. No, it's to do it to help our friends out. You know, help mm-hmm. our barbecue family. You know, very very passionate about that. Yeah, and you and you can see that you guys are very genuine about that. I was there just to drink beer with you and ponies. <laughs> oh, and watch the watch the fight, right? <laughs> and watch the fight. Yeah. You know, yeah. I enjoy being around all of that, but I know how hard you guys work. So I just rather, you know, sit in the lawn chair and drink some beer and, <laughs> and yeah, cut me off was, a piece of meat every now and again. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like that. Yeah, that was that was fun, man. That was so much fun. But yeah, that's that's what it's all about. And and I think, I, I mean, everyone has a story. Everyone does. And just our story, Kristen, you know, Kristen and for, for myself, we've both been through some like heavy stuff in our lives. And, you know, she's, she's 29. I'm about to be 39. And a lot of people don't know that, but um, you know, it's, it, we've been through some hard stuff that it's, it's very like, we're, we just got to put a smile on your face, man. You gotta, mm-hmm. you gotta be positive, you know? Yeah, and I see your girls all the time, and they're so cute. How old are your girls? Um, they're almost five and two. Five and two, wow. And, well, we have babysitters now. My parents just moved here from Midland. They, uh, you know, they they got to sell their thirteen acres out there in a house that was, you know, uh, thirty thirty eight years old. So they they are they're doing pretty well. But they moved out here uh, just twenty minutes from us. So now no more three hour drive, and now we have babysitters. So. Hopefully, you know, we can come to some of these barbecue things with, I mean, unfortunately, I mean, we love our girls. Don't, don't get me wrong, but oh, no. <laughs> sometimes you need some adult time. Hey, as, I, as I have two girls. This will both tell you, you know, we talk to them quite often about it. And Mallory always cracks us up because she's like, oh, when I go to the restaurant, you know, I need time away from, from, you know, the kids. And I'm just laughing. I'm like, yeah, I get it. I understand. You know, yes. so, so funny. Oh, oh yeah, I'm, I'm. You know, I have two girls myself, man. Exactly. We, <laughs> <we've>, uh, <laughs> you and I were blessed with that. You know, I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah, man. You know? So yeah, mine are now you know 16 and 11. Not you know, so I'm not looking forward to it at all. <laughs> but you know what, mom. Uh, you know, mom and I will go grab some. Go grab some drinks. We'll we'll be back a little bit later. You know, or. We're gonna go have dinner. I know you guys don't want to come and eat this, so right. uh, we're you know we're gonna go do uh, you know go eat some sushi or whatever you know. Sure. So and they can take so, care of themselves, so that'll be yeah. nice when yeah, yeah. Up age. yeah, yeah for sure. 
it's awesome, man. So, um, so yeah, man, let's go back a little bit to your, to your time in the military. Cause it's been such a big part of your life For sure. and, um, you know, it's still, it's still a part of your life. Uh, you guys, uh, I guess you said you got married in 2015, 16, right. yeah, 2015. Yeah. Have no. you been deployed since then? And have your no. little girls had to experience that? No, no, we've been, we've been fortunate enough that, uh, that, um, I have not, you know, um, I deployed in, in 0304 when the initial invasion was, um, oh, and I, I think, um, let's see, you know, I was like, you know, 21, 22 years old then. And so, um, you know, that deployment was pretty tough because, you know, being so young and it was like the wild, wild west. Um, and then leading later on, you know, in my, in my career, uh, just from various, you know, we, we, I got back in 04 and here they are making this a bunch of infantry guys, uh, army recruiters because their, their thought process was like, they can get the mission done. Like you send an, a grunt out to do a mission, the grunt's going to get the mission done. Well, they didn't realize that we had PTS really bad or we've been blown up. So now we have TBI, uh, like traumatic brain injury and we have to deal with all these different scenarios. So, um, yeah, for the next, like, you know, when I got back in 04, you know, I, I was a recruiter for a little bit. Then I, um, I had a, a, um, uh, a job at, at the grenade range that didn't help out either with, you know, all of my, all of my <laughs> symptoms, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you know, basic training, uh, and they're basic trainees, you know, like, uh, throwing live hand grenades. And here I am, um, a soldier actually dropped a hand grenade, a live hand grenade in, in the pit. Cause she got scared. I threw her out of the pit and, you know, covered her up and, and, you know, all was well. Um, so, you know, you have scenarios like that to, I get to El Paso, um, and then stand up a whole brigade, you know, and, and that, that was pretty cool being able to stand up a whole brigade because here we are, we, we know that there's going to be a mission sometime. We just don't know when. Um, so it could be, you know, two years down the road, could be a year down the road, but more than likely two, three years down the road. And we were right, you know, it was about two and a half years down the road, but we really got to know these guys, like everyone knew each other. Um, and so we deployed in 2011, around August timeframe and, um, you know, deployed 2011, came back 2012, but we've been very blessed that the girls have not had to endure that because, you know, the, the deployment in 2011 was rough, man. Um, you know, we lost, uh, we lost three, three guys that I, you know, you consider brothers that, you know, you, you, you want to make that promise. And I, and I did, and that still haunts me to this day. You know, you promise their family, like you're going to bring them back and it, and it sucks that you didn't because, you know, you don't think of, of an IED going off. You don't think it's going to happen to you. And, uh, you know, it, it just, um, you know, it was rough, man. It was rough. And that, that happened December 3rd, 2011. Um, so that happened and we were, we were able to, um, get our, our medic out. Um, he was medevac to Germany and then eventually to San Antonio. And, um, and I, and I believe, yeah, all the way to, to, to California. Um, and then March 5th of 2012, he ended up passing, um, unfortunately due to, to his injuries. But, uh, that, that day, December 3rd, 2011, I lost who I was like, I've always been a happy person. I mean, I'm still happy today. Like if you see me, you know, working through barbecue and all that, that's, 
that's what makes me happy again is, is barbecue and, and my girls and, and our family is what makes me what's what, what makes me happy. It brings that happiness back. But when I tell you I was happy, like it just it was just I, I just I kind of lost all that in 2000, mm. you know, in December 3rd. So, um, yeah, I mean, just you know, just hearing you tell that story yeah is making my heart be you know like it's right. pounding out of my chest and i'm i'm getting uh, emotional man right that's right. that's crazy for a person to have to, or to go through all of that you know right. and uh you know that's that's why you know we all have to be so appreciative of our of our military um and and their families you know and their 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 kids and their wives and everybody so first of all thank you you know um for your service you know, and I, I'm sorry for your buddy's loss and and uh, and his family as well. So uh, thanks for sharing that. That's yeah, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's the three of them. You know, it's um, that that died right there. You know, it and it was it was really rough because you know you just it's so unimaginable, un, unimaginable. Mm -hmm. And then you know here we had something we had something to hold on to. Um, you know, we had, we had something to hold on to because, uh, Doc Acosta, we got him out and we're thinking, okay, yeah, this is going to be great. We got him out and everything's going to be fine. And then, um, and then we lose him, and then it's just like, oh, crap, man, we lost Doc Acosta, you know? So it's, um, uh, you know, it's rough, man, but I mm -hmm. definitely appreciate, appreciate you saying that there's a lot of people out there that, um, you know, it, it Kristen will tell you, I get, I, I, I kind of. I kind of lose it, but then I have to, she has to remind me like, Hey, that's just how people are, but they just forget. Like they get lost in their own like world of like, Oh, my life is so rough. Like I couldn't find a parking spot for my, you know, for my expensive Bentley or whatever. And you, you know, cause you see those things and you're just mm -hmm. like, dude, it's life is great, man. Life is amazing. Mm -hmm. Like you don't live in a third world country. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. it's crazy, you know, just crazy. So but yeah, yeah but you're I, healthy. You have your family. You have your kiddos. You know, I mean, you have a job. You're working. You know, I mean, you know, it, it's it's it. Yeah, I, I'm. I, yeah, exactly. Blessed. Blessed is is the best. Is the best. Uh, you know, word for all of that. Yes, sir. Uh, you know, the Lord works in mysterious ways, and and everything's happened. Everything happens for a reason. So you're where you are because uh, that's where you're supposed to be, brother. So. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's awesome. Anything that you did in the military that kind of um, uh, encouraged barbecuing? Did were y'all barbecuing there at all? So uh, yeah, so I have some pictures that they're they're not the best. Which really sucks because we um, so after December third happened, I tell you, man, we went on a rampage. Like it was it was crazy. And when I I don't I mean. I don't mean, I don't want to say like, we went out, you know, start killing people, all that. No, that's not what I mean. What I'm saying is, is like, I was like, you know what? I'm going to make our platoon uh, so tight knitted that we are just, we're going to be unstoppable. Like this is not going to defeat us. So um, basically we lived on a, on a, you know, on the small, small base, you know, you hear of the big, big bases always getting bombed all the time and all that. Well, we lived on a small base. And so I was like, we already live on a small base, but I'm going to make our little area, I'm going to make our own little compound. So I had like our HESCOs, which are like these dirt filled, 
like basically, you know, mortar round stoppers or, or, you know, RPG stoppers, which, you know, whatever. But I had them stacked twice as tall. So they would probably be as tall as like a two story building, had it built all the way around. And uh, we had two guys, one one of which was an actual culinary chef. Um, and I was like, dude, why did you join the infantry? And he's like, because I wanted to shoot guns, Sergeant. You know, it's really <laughs> cool. And so, and then the other one, um, he had gone mil- uh, to culinary school for a little bit, but didn't really pursue it, did, didn't finish. So anyways, I, I, we, we got these grills um, that we had taken from, from like, a, you know, another unit that was on our little on our little base so we took these grills at nighttime did like night ops you know really cool stuff and then i was like here's a bunch of money go down to the bazaar uh like when we go down there i want you to buy as much cigarettes and and like anything you could think of um you know to like bribe the the cooks that we have on base or on our on our little cop and so um, all my guys were like, okay, yeah, we see where you're going with this art. And I was like, if there's fresh produce, buy the fresh produce. You know, I, I don't think we can, I mean, we can get sick from it, but the likelihood of us getting sick from, you know, we're not going to buy meat or chicken or any of that stuff from those people. But, you know, the fruits and all that stuff is the likelihood of us getting sick won't be as, as high. Oh. So we bought, um, um, you know, we would oh. bought all this stuff and then we got with the, the cooks and they never cooked us lobster tails. They never cooked us steaks. They didn't cook any of that stuff. And guess what? All of a sudden, started coming our way, and, and we had a little cooler, like makeshift cooler. We had lobster tails. We had you know steaks. We had anything you could possibly think of. We had it. I mean, you know, we didn't have spaghetti in a bag like what they served. We had fresh pasta, fresh. You know, I mean, it was it was unimaginable. Like. I, I still think about it to this day and just laugh to myself. Like, I mean, literally cooked steaks every night, had lobster tails every night. And people are like, dude, were y'all like special forces or something? And I'm like, no, we had our unit that like, they didn't want to service this stuff. Like our, we, we call them cooks because I mean, you know, they're culinary specialists, but some of them, they just don't give a crap. You know what I mean? And so I was like, screw that like the cooks aren't gonna cook it for us we're gonna bribe them and we're gonna make it ourselves so uh man it was it was cool it was it was it was a lot of fun and we we really kind of came together uh we were called the punishers and so anything and everything we did we were always you know there was punisher logos everywhere just i mean just awesome stuff but it was it was it was really awesome how how food once again food barbecue uh, bonded a whole gang of, you know, of infantry grunts together and, and got us through the deployment, you know, very, that's, that's a story. I don't think I ever told anyone, you know, I, it was something that really brought all of us together. And it is, man, I still look back on it. And I'm like, wow, man, like barbecue and food did that all those years ago. And on here, right here, it's doing it for me again, you know, just really cool. So. Yeah, I mean, you were you were putting all those smiles on people's faces. You were feeling good about it. Yeah, you know, now you're out here doing it again, man. Yes, sir, out here doing it again, doing <laughs> you know, learning learning from all these these high speeds out here, as I would call them. You know, I mean, you know, a lot of good influence. But yeah, I mean, it was it was really cool because um, you know I had this idea. They have this kind of they have this like red dirt some of areas and then some of it's kind of sandy with a lot of rocks so i told 
I said, hey, I want to I want a horseshoe pit, but I want it with like sand. So I was like, grab a piece of wood and build like a, a frame around it and then drill a bunch of holes in it that will catch all the rocks, you know, like have small holes and let sift all this dirt and make a horseshoe pit. So we made a horseshoe pit. We had washer pit. I mean, it was it was I mean. We, we did a lot of missions. We did a whole lot of missions. So don't think we we're sitting around, you know, cooking lobster tails and, and like not doing anything or, you know, playing horseshoes. I mean, it, it the the missions, the amount of missions that our platoon did, um, really, really the guys, they earned those lobster tails. They earned those steaks. You know what I mean? And it, it it's awesome, man. I, I, I'm so pumped even talking about it. <laughs> yeah, and those, and those are the things that people remember, right? Those are the things that stand out. You wanna, you wanna have good memories, you right. know. You wanna have, and that's I'm sure there's, you know, people from your platoon having these conversations yeah. with their friends and talking about the lobster <laughs> tails and the yeah. steaks too. Uh, uh, you know, it, garlic like literally cutting garlic like bat like the, um, you know, like the Italians did with the. Uh, you know, with the, um, what is it called? Razor. The razors, you know, the straight razor. I mean, just cool stuff like that. I mean, literally was what we were doing, man. Oh, man, it's crazy. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Yeah. That's really cool. Um, And so when did you, uh, when did you start getting into, into barbecue and getting kind of serious about barbecue? Yeah. So, you know, I, um, you know, in Hawaii, I would, I would do uh, a lot of the times I bought one of those old, I, I think it's, I think it's what it is, is a Brinkman, like the, the barrel smoker with the little rounded top, you know, um, mm -hmm. I bought one of those in Hawaii. So I cooked for people out in Hawaii. Um, and then let's see, I deployed to Tyrac. Uh, so I was stationed out of Fort Hood out of here, out of Texas. Um, so I cooked a little bit then, but I, you know, I was basically deployed. Then I went to, uh, San Luis Obispo, California, uh, as a recruiter, uh, to slow. And we did a lot of barbecuing out there and, you know, I, that's where I learned a lot about tri-tip, which, you know, I wouldn't say I'm known for tri-tip by any means, but I like to cook tri-tip because it's some of the stuff I've been around, you know what I mean? And so um, that was, you know, San Luis Obispo from 04 to 08. Um, and then let's see, South Carolina. I did a little bit in South Carolina. I didn't I didn't really get to travel around. It was kind of a weird time in my, in my life, I guess. I was, uh, it was just, a, it was a weird transition and then when i got to el paso um, we did a lot of we did a lot of cooking beforehand um, but that was with just friends of mine from back home because you know leading up to the deployment you know i hung out with our guys at work and we really got to know each other because we had a lot of field problems but when i got off work i would just travel 300 miles back to midland but I always like to barbecue. I always like to cook. I always like to, you know, open fire, like the live fire stuff that you see me doing on that uh, on that backline uh, backline smokers uh, multi tool. But I love. I always loved open fire cooking, almost like cowboy style. And then, um, you know, leading into, you know, transitioning after my deployment um, and eleven and twelve to to here to Fort Hood. Uh, you know, I, I just really got into it and I was like, okay, I'm at a stable place that I know I can actually buy, you know, it, even though it's a cheap smoker from Walmart, you know, I know that I can really start getting into all this smoking and, 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 you know, kind of experimenting with brisket and everything else. Because like I said, me and my dad never did that. It was always other proteins, 
But uh, now, you know, I'm like, oh, man, I want to get into this. So I'd say probably around 2013, late late 2013, 14-ish is when I really got hot and heavy into cooking brisket and pork butts and, you know, things of that. And I was like, man, this is this is it, man. This is this is the bee's knees, you know, uh, mm-hmm. especially you come out with something that's I mean, I, you know, Rudy's is great, great staple. Whenever I go down to Bernie, I always love going to the original burnt uh, original Rudy's. But, you know, we have one here and I'm like, man, I can make a better brisket than that. Like and then when you make one uh, just around your friends and hanging out with your friends, they're like, dang, dude, you should start selling this. Mm-hmm. And then that that kind of like sparked in about early 2015 or excuse me about into 2014 you know that's when i started having friends like dude you should you should sell this stuff and i'm like uh you know i don't know so from 14 to 15 um you know i was kind of just messing with messing with it and i would sell some stuff here and there but 2016 is when we really started early 2016 was like yep we're gonna we're gonna do this. This is what we're gonna do when when I retire. Mm-hmm. So yeah, really. And cool. uh, 2016, what were you cooking on then? And uh, when um, did the when did the cool stuff start showing yeah, up? No, right? Yeah. So I had bought. Um, I want to say maybe it was July of 2015. I bought a uh, a trailer pit from um, from a guy in Waco. He, he's actually. Uh, Dwayne Turbo, um, he he's he's won quite a few competitions. Uh, in fact, he won that big competition, uh, not not the San Antonio or Houston rodeo, but the one I want to say maybe not Pleasanton. I can't remember, but it was a big it was a big one. But he he ran championed it right. So he <laughs> built this like knockoff Jambo, um, and he put it on this trailer, and it was it was. I mean, you're you're a Cowboys fan, I you know, and I'm I'm a Cowboys fan, but. This dude had it green and yellow because he's a you know he's a he's a, a Green Bay fan and I was like oh no that's not staying like that you know what I mean so <laughs> I took a chance on this trailer and you know it's a 24 by 48 pit but to me going from you know this Walmart smoker to that I was like oh man this is the best thing ever you know and mm-hmm. single axle well once I started getting into it really hot and heavy I'm like oh my god. I need a bigger pit. Like I need a bigger pit like now, you know what I mean? And so, um, so this is all 2016 and, you know, I had it in the back of my mind. I really wanted, uh, I really wanted a bigger pit, but I just couldn't find the right one I wanted. You know, I wanted that almost, uh, uh, you know, Franklin style, but I just, I wasn't quite sure that's exactly what I wanted because I, Myself, I had studied. I had done a lot of stuff. Um, you know, I, I'd seen a lot of, uh, of forums and read a lot of things on on uh, the internet and all of that. And so, I guess it was when did Texas Monthly come out? Uh, what 2017, right? Yep, 17. Yeah, so it was, yeah, 2017. Uh, Michael from Flores, you know, um, love that guy, man. I'm so happy to see he's cooking again. But he. Um, he had posted a pit that uh, that Sonny Moberg um, of Moberg Smokers was was you know was doing for him, and it was this three you know seven hundred fifty gallon three door smoker, and I was like, yep, that's the smoker I want. It's got the square box, 
Um, I kind of want the rounded, you know, the rounded uh, or the the elbow, um, but I like that Franklin style that he did. And I was like, man, going back and forth. And then he's like, well, hey, look at this guy, Brett uh, Boren, you know, look at Brett Brett's uh, stuff. And so I looked at his and I'm like, oh, my God. I was like, that's what I want. Like, Brett's got exactly what I want. But I'm thinking there's no way I'm going to afford a sink and all this other stuff that he had, you know. So mm-hmm. um, so Michael's like, hey, man, here's Sonny's number. Give him a shout and, like, you know, go talk to him. Um, and so I want to say that was, like, it was early 2017. And so I went and saw um, – when I called Sonny up, and he, he was like, yeah, actually, I'm, I'm working on something else and feel free to come on down right now, you know, and I was like, well, shoot, I'll be down there. I'll be down there, you know, and I think I actually it was the next day I went down because I think I called him in the evening and he said, yeah, here's my address and come down, come down tomorrow. So I made a trip down there and and me and Sonny were talking and, and um, his his I won't say his whole address, but his address is seven, seven, seven. And the place that I lived at in San Luis Obispo was seven 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 and a half, and I told him that, and then him and I got these chills running up our our arms, and and we were just laughing about it because we're like, oh my gosh, man, this is a match made in heaven. Like this is what it's supposed to happen, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, Sonny, I don't I don't have any money right now to do this, but please don't forget about me. I promise you, I will I will I will figure out a way to make this happen. <clears throat> and he's like, well, you have my word. He's like you know, we'll make it happen. Like we'll make it happen, you know? And, and Sonny, as, as he grew, uh, bigger, especially when he, when Ronnie got the, you know, the, the thousand gallon from him. And then I think Tejas shortly thereafter, and, you know, everybody started trickling. Um, he kept texting me like Sonny legitimately kept texting me. Hey, Steven, my weight is getting longer. My weight's getting longer. And I'm just like, man, dad gummit, dad gummit, dad gummit. And so finally, um, I had this really expensive rifle that I that I that I was able to sell and when I sold that rifle um I had like a good chunk of change and I uh we went to to Brett's pop-up in his backyard the one that um it was like around Christmas time frame and and they he was like yeah there's going to be an ugly sweater contest and I'm pretty sure I was the only one that showed up with an <laughs> ugly sweater it was horrible dude and I was like what the heck there's all these grown men like walking around and here I have this stupid sweater on you know and so uh real funny to look back on that but Sonny was there and uh he was talking with with Brian uh from Tells from the Pit and I, I didn't know who Brian was at at the time and so I I kind of I, I I didn't interrupt him but I was like sitting there and 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 Sonny was like hey hold on one second you know like let me talk to Steven really quick and you know and so uh he I was like hey Sonny I I, I wanted to give you something and I had a uh, a Yeti cup that I had his logo on and I had my logo on it. And I was like, hey, I wanted to give you this. And he's like, oh, man, I really appreciate that. It's, it's awesome. And then I, and I think I gave him a shirt and I said, and I'd also like to give you this. And I gave him uh, a money order for a deposit. And, man, let me tell you, that was like for Kristen and I, that was probably the turning. Like we knew, oh, yeah, we're invested in this now. We're invested in this, you know. <laughs> So really just awesome, awesome from there. And, and, uh, you know, as, as we were waiting for, for that pit, um, we were looking at, you know, Sonny was, Sonny didn't really know when exactly, cause 
he's like, oh, it'll be sometime, you know, after first a year, obviously. It's going to be a little bit later, Stephen. I'm just telling you, it'll probably be mid, mid, you know, spring, maybe summerish, but I'll get it to you. Don't worry. And I was like, okay. And so right about that time, we're like, oh, man, what are we going to, what are we going to do with this trailer pit, you know? And Kristen's like, and my dad even, my dad's like, son, if you get rid of that trailer pit, you're going to kick yourself in the rear for the rest of your life because that's what you started on. And I'm mm-hmm. thinking, yeah, you're right, dad, you're right. And right about that time, Ryan from uh, from Backline Smokers, um, he was doing something for Ted from uh, from Bangers. Um, and I'm, I'm like, uh, yeah, I think... Uh, I think I need to go, I need to, I need to talk with this guy, you know? And, and so that's what, that's what ended up happening. And I talked to Ryan and he's like, yeah, just bring your trailer down here and I'll take it off and I'll put it on a cart for you. We'll figure out, you know, we'll we'll figure out all the details, all that stuff. I'm kind of, I'm a, I'm a fabricator. So I, I don't know what's in my head and you know, whatever. And prior to that, actually I, I had met him on the side of the road. We were going to, we're on, on 130, if you know, you know, like the backside, uh, not to go through like 35 to go through Austin. Mm-hmm. He, he met me. We were going to Pleasanton to go cook, and he met me with a coal basket because he said, hey, you got to try one of these coal baskets. They work really, really well, um, and it'll probably help you out with your fuel consumption. And I'm like, okay. So I, I did that, and um, so we kept in contact, and then, and then it was like, he was like, yeah, let me take that, that pit off the trailer, so... You know, we take it down there to him, and we went down to the down to um, uh, the switch and ate some lunch, and we were we were headed back. And he calls me, and he's like, "Hey, uh, how far out are you?" I'm like, "Oh, we're I don't know, like ten minutes away from your shop. Why? What's up?" And we had already gotten on 35, so I'm like, "Oh God, it's five o'clock rush hour. What what would happen?" He's like, "I already took the pit off the trailer," and I'm like, "What?" Like, holy crap, that was quick, you know, and it had a roof on it. He didn't, he was like, I didn't mess up your roof or anything. Like, just come get the trailer. I'm like, all right, cool, man. So we turn around and grab the trailer. And uh, yeah, man, the rest is history with Ryan, too. You know, great. Both of those guys are great, great fabricators and, and pit builders. And, you know, it's, it's been a, it's been a wild ride of some of the really cool toys that I've, I've been able to, uh, I've been able to, you know, acquire, save up a lot of money. I mean, I feel like every time we turn around, we're, we're paying for a new toy, but you know, it just, it builds to our arsenal, you know, it really builds to our arsenal. So Mm -hmm. yes, sir. And and you still have that pit? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. We have it on a, um, so what, what Ryan did was, is he took it, put it on a, uh, on a cart, like a, on golf cart tires, but Uh he put it on a, like a movable cart and um and he od greened it so that was kind of you know we had the od green shirts the od green and black shirts but that was kind of the start of the whole like everything that i own is going to be od green and black you know like all my pits and my my old truck had my big logo on it but um he he got uh james brooks from uh he he owns a powder coat uh powder coat company and he's also a you know, competition cook, he, he was like, Hey, I got some actual military powder coat, um, that we can spray on this thing, you know? And so I was like, well, sweet dude, like, let's do it. Like you got the military green powder coat, do it, you know? And I want it to be rough like that. Cause I don't want it to be all shiny. And they were like, all right, cool. So 
they powder coated it and made it look like a, a, a freaking small little tank, you know. But yeah, we we still have it. In fact, we're getting ready to take it to my parents' house and we'll we'll leave it over there for like little small cooks we do um, because I have you know other tools that I need to put into the put into the garage because we have it chilling in the garage right now. So yeah, man, it's 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 awesome. Love that. Love that pit. Okay, so that's the one that I've seen, and then Grunts the Moberg that you yep, have. Yeah, Grunts the Moberg, and it was funny story about that. I I felt bad for Sonny because I knew it was gonna cause like um, I knew it was gonna cause him to start having to like you know obviously source them out. But I said, uh, Hey, Sonny, is there any way that uh, you can you can get some military green paint and paint the trailer OD green? And I also, I'd like my wheels to be black. And uh, he's like, okay, Steven, like, yeah, I'll figure it out. But you could tell some hesitation there. Um, and I was, all I could think was, as soon as I put those black wheels on there, because I'm pretty sure I was the first one with the black wheels, um, almost positive. And I, I want to say Sonny said, it might there might have been a smaller two-tone, but I think I was the first uh, dual axle two-tone. I think, I think I was. But... Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, it just, you know, he's like, thanks a lot. Now that I put those black wheels on there, I'm ordering a lot of black wheels now. And I'm like, I'm sorry, Sonny. He's like, no, nah, Steven, it's okay. It's okay, you know. But uh, <laughs> that that grunt, man, that's that's the bee's knees, like, that I, I, I absolutely love that pit because that really skyrocketed everything we could do. I mean, you know, here I have the element of surprise is what we call the smaller one. Everything we have is all like uh, military kind of S names, you know. Um, but I could cook, you know, three, maybe four briskets on the element of surprise. Where now on the, on the Moberg, I can cook daggum 22 briskets if I need to. I have to squeeze them in there, but I can get, you know, around 22 briskets done. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, very, very proud to, to call both of them friends and, you know, very, very proud to, to own both cooking tools you know what i mean yeah yeah no they're they're both beautiful yeah i've i've seen them and you know the the logo and everything was that uh was that all you or did you have that done or so my original logo was funny um i had a guy that that was uh he was kind of just a my one of my first followers um you know i i kind of keep in contact with him here and there but i i want to say he's off uh he's off facebook now but anyways he had, he had drawn me up a logo that said Rossler's Blue Core BBQ. And I always knew in the back of my mind I didn't want it to be BBQ. I always wanted it to be, um, to be barbecue. And so, obviously, my name is Rossler, you know, Stephen Rossler. So, Rossler's. And then Blue Core stands for the Infantry Blue Court. Um, and so, I didn't want to go full, like, I mean, I kind of went full military, but I didn't go full military because... You know, I could have gone really crazy with the military stuff. But um, so basically what he did was he drew up, you know, the roster's blue cord BBQ and then put like a rope around it almost as like the blue cord. Um, And so I went with that logo for for quite some time. And, you know, the Millers, uh, they they have uh, one of their good friends and he's he's now my good friend, too, um, that he he works for 44 Farms now. But Zach Oldham, he. he does a lot of design work. And so I was like, man, I really want to revamp my logo. You know, what can you do for me? You know, blah, blah, blah. And uh, he called me up and said, hey, just give me a little 
rundown of like who you are. I mean, like he knew who I was, but like what I was trying to do with everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, the rest is history, man. Zach knocked our new logo out, which is, I mean, obviously the logo, it's not new anymore, but you know, our logo that you see today, the, you know, it just really just kind of pronounces that, that Ross's blue core barbecue looks, looks like a military, she- you know, Chevron in a certain sense, like an upside down Chevron. Um, and then the whole honor shirt for sacrifice so we can barbecue. I mean, how cool is that? You know what I mean? Like, that's just, that's just, you know, that's, that's what we do. You know, we're we're Mm -hmm. honor service sacrifice so that we can barbecue, you know, it's just, uh, really cool, man. Very, very cool. Yeah. It's, it's one of my favorites. Uh, it, it's just looks so clean and, and classic. It's just, uh, it's, it's beautiful, man. It's great. for tuning in to the i crush barbecue show remember if you like the show please help us reach more listeners by leaving us a five star rating on any of your favorite apps subscribe to get all the past and future shows and share with all your friends you can always find us on instagram facebook and twitter at i crush bbq show or just email me at i crush bbq show at gmail.com Don't forget to tag us with your favorite picks. We'd love to see what you're crushing. Until next time, keep crushing that cube.